Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is March 9th, 2023. How the heck are ya? Hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully, you know, this episode finds you in good spirits, high hopes, all that. Um, gosh, golly. Um, as for me, I'm doing, we're going to say lukewarm. It's It's been an okay week. I'd say even a good week. Uh, I definitely say I have one of those... Um, those mood shifts sometimes where, like, you just kind of go into good and then somehow, like, being too contemplative or whatever or a couple situations stack funny and you just get upset. <laughs> so that that's kind of happened uh, for me. But, um, you know, trying to do the adult thing and, you know, cope properly. I don't know. Maybe that's totally the wrong words to use, whatever. Um, but we're doing good overall. Overall, we're good. We're solid. And um, that's what's up. Uh, food corner. I feel like we're kind of sparse this this week. Yeah, not much to report. Um, man, I'm going to... Oh, I have been doing this thing. I've been picking up um, uh, these, these pastas from the Kroger. And um, one I got was lasagna cheese filled like pasta things so essentially you boil up this pasta it's got them inside and then they're just it's like lobster and and cheese and a pot in a pasta pocket it's 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 amazing um so i got that i think the other week last week and then this week i got and tried the italian sausage in the pasta pockets and uh what i've been doing is i'll make like my normal little bit of pasta, a little elbow pasta, and then put that, those Italian pasta things in there too. And, um, you know, let it cook, let it cook. Then I'll add some ground beef, uh, do red sauce, and um, voila, that's my my meal of a day. And um, I got to say this was as tasty. I would definitely try either again. And actually, um, I bought like the bigger bag of the uh, Italian sausage ones because I kind of just knew it was going to be a hit. So I'll have that again for sure. Um, that's, yeah, that's the meal. <laughs> Everything else has kind of been a bit of a nothing burger, snoozeville. Um, so yeah, uh, we can go ahead and get into some news. We can go ahead and hit it up. Uh, let's start from the top. Um, you know, I usually like to start at the top of the key with um, any like Ukraine updates, things like that. So uh, we can go ahead and do that right now from the Associated Press. Um, Russia Russian missile barrage slams into Ukrainian cities, six dead. Um, so, I mean, you know, we've covered missile strikes before from Russia. They've gone back. They've gone, you know, back and forth. Um, but this one is, is a little bit bigger and of note just because of the fact that there were like 80 Russian missiles and a smaller number of exploding drones. Um, and, you know, sadly, of course, they hit residential buildings um, and also critical infrastructure. Uh, this took place um, Thursday and killed six people. Um, let's see. And then leaving uh, hundreds and thousands and hundreds of thousands without heat or electricity. 
Also, another big important part about this missile strike is that once again, the Zaporizhia plant has been hit. And that's something we've covered before in previous podcast news. Um, it is a big nuclear plant, um, at least in terms of just like the European kind of scene. And of course, you would think something like this would be like almost like a demilitarized zone or something like that. But sadly, it was something that like Russia came through hot to try to take over and control. And then it's been contested. And then um, I think it's still under Russian. I, I actually am not quite sure. But I'm, last time I checked, it was under Russian control still. But um, I guess they did strikes that actually hit the reactors. Um, so, um, or not reactions, I'm sorry, it hit the power grid, but now they're running on diesel to keep, you know, the nuclear reactors powered because they need to be constantly cooled. Otherwise you're going to have a nuclear catastrophe. So that's, you know, a bad scene. Um, and then I did want to kind of cover, you know, the actual loss of life. Three men and two women were killed in the western region of Liev, 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 after a missile struck a residential area. Governor Maxim Kensky uh, said three buildings were destroyed by fire and rescue workers combed through rubble looking for more possible victims. Uh, a sixth person was killed and two others wounded in multiple strikes in Dnipropetskov, oh gosh, yeah, I, I bust that one, sorry, uh, that region, um, so, I mean, yeah, not good, no good, um, it's one of those things where I'm sure that, sadly, we're only going to see more of this in a ramp up as, you know, spring comes, as, you know, ice thaws, um, Still in Bakhmut, there's still a lot of action. That still seems to be a lot of, like, the focus of the front. But at the same time, it's still considered a small area. And it's kind of like, okay, the Wagner Group and also, like, you know, some, I guess, some other forces as well um, are there. Um, that's still, like, an active situation as well. But um, um, something that came up this week that was definitely interesting to me, uh, another update. Uh, you know, I love giving up updates. Uh, from the Insider, pro-Ukrainian group blew up controversial Russian gas pipelines, but it's unclear who sent them, reports say. So, like I said, we've covered the Nord Stream pipeline situation before. There was Nord Stream 1, there was Nord Stream 2, and Nord Stream 2 had recently been completed, but it hadn't been put in use yet, and then everything happened with the invasion, with the war, and that okay no good Nord Stream 1 was a main pipeline that had been built um it was this like underwater fucking pipeline that stretched across and um it was like a huge like energy oil pipeline lifeline kind of situation from Russia into Europe more or less I, I think it was through Germany um but um you know obviously correct me if I'm wrong there whatever but this was a big deal pipeline. It was a big deal situation. Russia at, um, you know, a certain point last year, they started playing around. They're over here saying, oh, we got to we gotta work on the pipeline. Oh, we got to do this. So the flow's going to get cut. And, you know, we had kind of already seen the writing on the wall that this was inevitable. Like, we're going to have to cut this out. All these sanctions are coming down on them. They don't like that. 
This is their bargaining chip. They're going to play around with it. So next thing you know, though, before this is even getting resolved, it's getting fucking blown up. So this naturally led to a lot of speculation on all sides. Um, there were not a lot of answers. Um, and I, I, I can't exactly remember what past Isaiah said. Um, but I'm sure past Zay, he straddled the line a little bit. You know, said, hey, it could be Russia. It could be maybe even the U.S. Who knows? Um, and, you know, did the, the usual rigmarole that a, a news commentary podcaster guy is probably going to do, right? I mean, I hope. <laughs> we can only pray that that's what past Isaiah did. But um, I guess that what's come out now is that a pro-Ukrainian group was responsible for the undersea sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines last September, according to new intelligence reviewed by U.S. officials that was first reported by the New York Times. Um, and I believe it was to Germany. Um, uh, sorry, you know, you know, you guys know I do a little pregame and, you know, my memory's a little bit <laughs> easy. But yeah, um, a German newspaper, Die Zet, also reported that the investigators believe they've located the yacht used in the operation. And this is where I was like, I'm fully peaked. Because <laughs> you're telling me, not only do we not know the name of this mysterious organization, it was Ukrainian, but like we didn't know the Ukrainian government's not claiming it. And then of course, the US government, we don't know how we know, but we know, we, we know, but we, we didn't know, okay? We couldn't have seen this coming, of course. Um, but these guys, they bought a yacht. They bought a fucking yacht. And for some for some reason, the second I heard yacht, my brain goes like full Miami Vice mode. And I completely repicture how this whole thing went in my head. Cause I'm thinking, okay, this is like like a like a like a government military thing. I'm thinking like either like Kremlin or like I don't know, um, insert military group here, like the Navy, SOCOM, I don't fucking know. Um, they're doing some Call of Duty shit. I, I, that's how I pictured it. Um, and now I'm, I'm picturing these, this like ragtag separatist style group, probably in like camo out or whatever, on a yacht. Once again, kind of still Call of Duty, but different sides, I guess. I don't know. And um, so yeah, it, it kind of changed my whole perspective on this whole situation. And I'm like, okay. And I mean, granted, this is giving me more questions and answers in a way, because I'm like, I mean, how much did we know? You know, and also, are we saying no? Or are we saying, are we involved? Now, obviously, now we're moving into the Isaiah speculation corner again. Present day, popping off. Um, I don't know. But I do find this all interesting. Like I said, um, the Ukrainian government is saying, hey, look, and I'll read a quote from an advisor uh, to uh, Vladimir Zelensky, uh, which goes, um, although I enjoy collecting amusing conspiracy theories about the Ukrainian government, I have to say, Ukraine has nothing to do with the Baltic Sea mishap and has no information about pro-Ukraine sabotage groups. Uh, that was said in a tweet. So, you know, naturally, they're, they're washing their hands of this. I'll read a little bit more because I, I am kind of stuck on this. Uh... Six people took part in the operation, according to Dizet, including a, the vessel captain, two divers, two diving assistants, and a doctor. Um, so I guess that's how many people it takes to blow up a pipeline. That would be a terrible joke. Um, officials who've seen the new intelligence believe the perpetrators 
were most likely Ukrainian or Russian nationals or a combination of both, the Times says. Um, so, you know, they're throwing out the salad. You know, they're doing the thing. Um, so, yeah, this is neat to me. Interesting. Wanted to, you know, climb up from this toehold that we've talked about and covered here. Um, and now we're going to move to the States. Something I haven't covered, and that's an L on my part. That That's my bad. Um, but we're going to do a little bit of catch-up, I guess. Um, from ABC7 News. 12 have died since snowstorm cut off towns in San Bernardino Mountains, officials say. Um, so there's been some pretty extreme weather that's been taking place on the tail end of, like, February. Um, and it's essentially just been really, like, I, I don't want to say freak. I think rare is kind of the better word to use. But, um... Essentially, this blizzard weather has, like, blown through Southern California. It's also led to, like, colder temperatures throughout California, like, rain, all kinds of shit. Something about this that always is kind of, like, it reminds me of how big California is, is that, like, they literally experience a whole spectrum of weather on a whole state. And, like, as an Ohioan, my little my little Ohio small town ass can't handle that. I just really don't. It takes a bit to load that in. Um, so, I, you know, I've been hearing, like, you know, people complain, like, oh, it's been so cold. Oh, our houses are paper thin. Oh. I'm like, okay, yeah, but you have, like, nice sun and, like, nice weather. And, like, yeah, sure, pollution sucks and, like, traffic. But, like, you guys live great. Enjoy your latte. Uh, but um, clearly this is real weather. It's fucking shitty. And it's super sad that 12 people died. Um, so that definitely made me go, okay, shit, let me back up, let me backpedal and cover this. Cause I do like to cover weather news when it happens, when it hits like, you know, a certain point. And I know it's kind of like shitty news guy mentality, but like I said, I really was thinking like, oh yeah, it's just California is complaining about the weather until you see like, oh shit, like people are really getting snowed in their cars. There was one story I read about a man who like he was, I guess he got stuck in his car. I don't know. Maybe the traffic was that bad, but um, he had to eat croissants to survive. But granted, hey, he made it. He survived. So hell, hell yeah, flowers. Um, you know, sourdough to him because I'm sure he's sick of bread. I don't know. Give, give give him condolences. Give him flowers. Awesome. Um, but yeah. So San Bernardino dealing with some snowfall. Also, an add-on that I've heard too is that, okay, it's warmed up a bit, but now another rain is coming, I think, this weekend. So, like, they're worried that, like, it's going to lead to, like, like weather landslides and shit. So, I'm like, goddamn. Um, shit's crazy. Um, I think, obviously, I, I always am going to be that guy. Like, you know, global warming, where is it fitting in here? Oh, well, I mean, hey, it's February. That's snow, right? That There you go. Um, also there's some people who are like, oh yeah, they needed this. Like it's good for their snowbank. Like it's good for the mountains. They needed that. But the problem is it's too much out of nowhere. Then mixed with like long periods of drought that are going to take place. That's just fucking no good. It's going to ruin the whole thing. It's going to muck it all up and make things worse. Um, also hearing that like, okay, all of this water, all of this new growth is going to happen. That sounds great until it potentially just burns off within like a year's time and then starts wildfires and shit. Um, so yeah, not to be like too like, you know, 
maybe maybe dystopian or whatever but you know shit is happening and sadly these rare blizzard occurrences and shit are gonna become more and more common um and that's no good so we don't like that um we can go ahead and move along now i'm done being a weatherman from cbs news two americans dead two rescued and back in u.s after mexico kidnapping Ooh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it a little early here. <laughs> also, maybe a bit of a trigger warning in advance, just because of subject matter. We're talking like you know some graphic stuff, um, you know murder wise i guess you can say or what have you you know in case i get too into this conversation talking about it, i don't want to like ick anybody out i'm sure if you give me like five or ten minutes i'll, I'll get to the wrap up here and then we'll, we'll call it a day but yeah want to let you know let you guys know that um but we'll read the start here Two of the four U.S. citizens who went missing after a violent kidnapping in Mexico last week have been found dead and two are alive, Mexican and U.S. authorities said Tuesday. Um, let's see. I did have the names here. Got to find them. Get through these ads. <laughs> um, uh, but... I mean, essentially, the reason for, um, you know, these Americans being there was essentially what people are calling uh, medical tourism. Um, one of the people, she wanted to get a tummy tuck. And obviously, you know, essentially in the States, um, that's going to be an expensive procedure. It's a lot of cosmetic, you know, economics you got to go through there. Um but if you go down, you know, below the border, you're essentially paying a hell of a lot less. And I know a lot of people are asking, well, why did this person go to specifically Matamoros, a place which I believe is like a level four emergency? Like there's advising people not to go there. Um, you know, why would she go to this place specifically? There's other places she could have picked. But I guarantee you it's because the price was just too good. And in this situation, you're trying to maximize the bang for your buck. And I think, um, Brown, sorry, I don't have her. There, there you go. I found the name. Sorry. <laughs> I had to go to this article. Uh, Mexico security, uh, secretary identified the surviving Americans as Latavia Tay McGee and Eric James Williams. Earlier, CBS News learned the other two Americans were identified as Zendel Brown and Shaid Woodard. Uh, I believe uh, Latavia is the person who was getting the... Um, oh, let me just go ahead and keep reading before I have to go to corrections corner on my own. So, um, Zalandria Brown said Zendel Brown, who lives in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and two friends were with a third friend who is going to Mexico for a tummy tuck cosmetic surgery. Um, so they go down and they're in the minivan and they have um, the North Carolina plates. And when they get into Matamuros, 
I believe there's already a shooting taking place. There's like a shootout taking place in this area. And two people are shot and killed. And then in this whole like gunfire, the group, uh, this cartel group, which I believe is the Scorpions. That's like the name of this, this group. They pick up all four of the people, um, two of which you can tell at this point, I believe, are dead. And which is obviously really sad because like the family are seeing this and they're literally talking about like they just treated my my, you know, my person. They, they treated them like cattle, like they like picked them up. They picked everyone up that you're dragging people and just throwing them into a car and like going. Um, and I believe they took them to like four different areas. They were eventually found, though. Um and I think they were in like a like a shack or something like that. And, you know, the two people were able to, you know, get sent to, you know, international like bridge area and then sent to a hospital. Um, I believe one was shot in the leg. So I mean, this was just a fucking foobar situation. Um, and it's really sad and it's really fucking scary. Obviously, as a person who, um, I don't want to say I'm, like, scared of travel. I just find the whole idea of it to just be a net negative. Like, yes, getting to your destination. Yes, getting memories. Amazing. Awesome. Great. Doing a thing in this situation. Because I'm not going to knock medical tourism. Maybe some people have a fucking chip on their shoulder about that. But look at where we are as Americans. Like, the price of doing anything is insane. And when we're talking about the medical field, it is astronomically high. It's crazy to think like if you like chip a tooth, the thousands of dollars you have to pay to get that fucking shit fixed. That's a personal story. Um, the idea of like, and don't get me wrong, you know, when we're talking cosmetic surgeries, people go, oh, this is a vanity thing. You didn't need to do it. It's not worth the risk, da, 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 da. But like the idea of what is a cosmetic surgery or a procedure, like, that's a longer list than I think people really understand and they don't get it until they go through a certain issue. And even if, even if we're not talking about these things and you want to play around morals, fuck that dude. At the end of the day, you want to get something done. You want to get something done and you shouldn't have to like pay these astronomical prices to do it. Um, so it's just crazy that something like this, it, it led to what has unfolded. Um, it's super fucking sad and I'm sure there's going to be more to come out um, from it and even more of an aftermath because I mean I feel this goes without saying but there and, and this isn't me being braggadocious uh, to any of my international listeners I'm sure they could come back and say yeah like Americans do walk around like this but like there's a certain kind of like star power that happens when you are an American and this isn't me speaking from experience because I don't even bother with having a fucking passport uh, I ain't trying to leave these fucking states. I know how we look. Um, but, like, there is the idea that, like, if you are an American abroad, people should not fuck with you. Because if they do fuck with you, they gotta be a fucking nation with a lot of fucking money. They gotta have a lot of fucking scratch in the game. Otherwise, it's gonna be a lot of fucking heat on their head. Everyone knows that. Like, no one wants those fucking issues. And cartels, especially when you're a criminal, you know this shit by the book. You know that there is a cause and effect when an American dies and it's on you. So 
it doesn't really matter kind of how this whole situation started where, you know, obviously these are like random acts of violence and people getting caught in the middle or whatever. At the end of the day, you don't want that heat and you want that, you want these four or five stars to go down to two, three stars. At the very least, we need that. You know what I mean? So I think that's why at the end of the day, these guys immediately picked up the bodies and like tried to kind of throw people off, kind of try to like do a little bit of like fox and a hound and then said, okay, we're, we're giving up, yada, yada, yada. And it's going to lead us also into the next bit here that I want to talk about, um, a little bit of the aftermath. Letter claims cartel handed over men who killed Americans. Um, this is from the Associated Press. And essentially, I believe initially there was one man who was arrested um, with, you know, the four, the four people. Um, and also the the two remaining um, victims in the situation, they were um, sent home in, in hearses. It, I think it just took a, a couple more days. So, you know, definitely it was crazy to see the, the, the movement of like FBI, you know, all the government officials. But like I said, you're immediately activated. And Mexico is like our backyard. So um, – the add-on to this was there was this whole letter. So I'll try to read some of it. Maybe I might get into it, get all of it. I don't know. Um, we have decided to turn over those who are directly involved and responsible in the events, who at all times acted under their own decision-making and lack of discipline. Oh, excuse me. Um, and then adding that those individuals had gone against the cartel's rules, which include respecting the life and well-being of the innocent um i you definitely got to call a little bit of bs on that you know obviously don't cover me cartels but th there's a little bit of too much collateral damage here to, to kind of say that in my opinion also it does kind of go into this too where there is a soft hard to this where like you're gonna see a letter from a side saying, "Oh yeah, like we made a mistake. This is fucked up." But then you'll also see other cartel factions or the same cartel factions given a different part of the timeline. Um, they'll go and put bodies in it, and almost like it's like they're bragging about it. They're like saying, "Hey, we did this." Um, maybe for different reasons or what have you, but for them, they definitely are trying to de-escalate. Is what this looks like. Um, also it's added that, um, a Mexican woman was also killed in this crossfire, um, Ireli Pablo Cervando, um, she was also killed by a stray bullet. Um, so yeah, I mean, the letter is definitely like a, okay, that's, that's an interesting twist. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's not going to do too much. I think the, the wheels are definitely going to be in motion, um, you know, there's definitely going to be a lot of probably bust down behavior and shit's going to probably quiet down for a little bit. But, um, I definitely thought that was surprising. It's something I, I hadn't seen. Like I I'd seen the whole thing about bodies being like, you know, hung up and all that kind of gross detestable shit. Uh, but not, not the letter. The letter was a uh, interesting touch. Um, so da, 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 that's pretty much all I want to talk about there on the gruesome gross shit. Um, for the final bit, um, I wanted to, I guess, kind of get on the discourse kind of as it's happening. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to take an extra break here. Call it a palate cleanser. 
um, I'm riffing this off of a, a Dextro, um, which is like a gaming kind of news. Uh, I'm gonna use a little italics here. It's like the it's like the um, New York Post of no Kotaku is like the New York Post of gaming news, but um, it's like that kind of vein. Um, but let's see um, from Dextro in his latest video, Mr. Beast gave. 20,000 kids in South Africa their first pair of shoes. Um, so I went ahead and watched this video. It's like a, a quick little four-minute thing. Um, you can watch it on his, uh, what is it? Uh, he has his own main channel where he does all this crazy shit. But then he also has like a, like a beast philanthropy or beast charity kind of thing. And... Um, Essentially, it's all in the art. It's all in the title there. Um, he teams up with some people. He makes some shit happen. A lot like you know, given you know, a thousand people sight or whatever. Um, he just gets a bunch of these shoes made and gets them to a bunch of South African kids. And I think that's a cool thing. I think that's nice. Now the discourse that's kind of gone on here is that this is some kind of charity porn and that this is a kind of exploitation that only a person with money like Mr. Beast can do and that it's not right that he is profiting off of this, it's not okay, and that it's actually problematic that he's gotten kids these shoes. Um, I think that's a weird fucking hill to die on. I, I, I get it. I get it. It's unsettling. And not to mention, I, I think it's 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 cringe to get mad about this when like the previous thing he did like literally like a week or two ago was like, oh, hey, guys, if um you guys see any of my like feastable chocolates uh, askew in the chocolate aisle, you could like clean them up for the Walgreens employees. That would help everything out. And it's like, huh? That's literally a job, dog. They don't, like, I'm not doing that for free. I don't like you that much. Like, but I could totally see some fucking poor sap being like, oh, I bet, what if, like, Mr. Beast is, like, washes me do this, and, like, he gives me, like, a thousand dollars, and, like, that changes my life. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of a bit odd, a bit weird. I, I was fine for people eating his ass out on that. But at the end of the day, I don't see anyone else stepping up to give shoes to kids like this. You know what I mean? Even fucking the motherfucking Tom's company is one for one. That's all they were fucking doing. Giving them the burlap joints. At least these motherfuckers look like loafers. Like, and then people are like complaining about, oh, that's not even enough. He's got to do more. It's like, I don't like, I, you can't make these motherfuckers happy. And at the end of the day, I don't feel like it's about Mr. Beast. Uh, and, and honestly, what is the win here? If you, if you win this subquest of making Mr. Beast not do this. He will still make money doing this, the other dumb, weird torture porn shit he puts like normal civilians through. Like, oh yeah, stay in this house for a month and I'll, I'll give you like a bunch of money. <laughs> Stand in the circle with these weirdos and I'll give you a bunch of money. <laughs> like, yes, he is finding a way to profit off this shit, but like that, that that's capitalism, baby. Like, it, I really feel like if you have a big problem with this, it's not worth it to go into Discord threads or like flip off emoji, Mr. Beast. I, I don't get that. I think it makes more sense 
to like figure out like how do we like make capitalism not this or like i don't know crazy fucking level thought how do we like i don't know maybe just go beyond capitalism i don't know i don't get too out of pocket (laughs) but maybe what i'm saying is like it's more of a systematic issue than like a Mr. Beast issue that I feel like people are really upset about. Cause there's, I get it. It's, it's, there's a, there's a knee jerk reaction to be like, there's something weird about this. Like there's a reason to me that I just wasn't turned on to Mr. Beast until I want to say like what a year or so ago, because like, I'm just not into it. Like, it's just not my thing. I think the first Mr. Beast video I might've watched was like the squid game one. Cause I just had finished squid game and that kind of made sense. I think he made a squid game video um they all are kind of just like whatever's to me like he's a he's a big money guy doing big money shit and it's like well you know you give elon musk shit and i'm like yeah because i feel like elon musk is one of the things that you feel you see more often you see more elon musk than you see mr beast and also mr beast is like a 24 year old kid who like grew up on the fucking internet like elon musk is some like south african diamond mine hoarder family rich kid who like leveled off off of being lucky i i just feel like they're a little different <laughs> sorry i'm moving for like the carolina kid my bad um but that's all i pretty much got for the day thank you for listening to me rant for probably way too long okay i'm 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 okay with that i ran it a decent amount and i'm satisfied with it um if you'd like if you'd like to help out the cause that is Isaiah's new stand. I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Isaiah News. Um, you get bonus episode access. You get a quick link to the Discord to get to talking. Uh, we're talking about food in there. I'm, I'm showing food. We're, we're talking about food. Ugh, I love it. I'm so excited that like it's finally going and people are chit-chatting. Like That's lit. Um, and also, I, I try to also post other things too, news I might miss, things like that. Um, Let's see. Also, you can become you can become a newsie, and that gets you a shout out once a month, and uh, you can plug whatever you want once a month. So that's a thing. That's that's cool. Yeah, five dollars. Give it to me, please. It helps. Ooh, woo. <laughs> um, free ways though to hit me up. Contact the pod. Um, gmail.com slash Isaiah not slash. IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. I think that's how you do emails. It's been a while. Um, and then I'm also on all the socials where I'm giving and gabbing and sharing memes and doing things. Um, Facebook, Twitter should be pretty easy to find. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got. Hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.